0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's time for your weekly trip around the bases with your hometown team. It's Inside Twins, where we dive into the minds of the guys in charge for insight, information, and analysis. Inside Twins is brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Here's your host of Inside Twins, Corey Provis. We're going to start with a lie today. Corey Provis is enjoying the sunshine by the bay. Chris Atterbury in our network headquarters here at Target Field. Now, it's been a long week. These late-night games keeping weird hours, but for once... We've not been alone here at Target Field, right across the hall in a sealed-up room, the Brain Trust. And Derek Falvey, the head of that Brain Trust, joins us here today. Glad we could get you out of the room for a minute, walk across the hall. You guys have been... uh... Kind of bivouacked in there for, what, about a full week now?
1: Yeah, we haven't seen the sun, I don't <laughs> think, uh, for the last week or so. We're, we're there from uh, early morning until late at night, and it's been fun.
0: Every time I walk in to grab a cup of coffee is the restroom. I see one or two guys just kind of staggering out like a horror movie, like they need air. Uh, but you guys are in there. Explain the process who's in the room, and how comprehensive this whole buildup has been.
1: It's, it's one of the fun, uh, most fun weeks uh, of, of a baseball season for me, and I think for most of the people who work in the game. You have a chance to talk about the draft, talk about players that, w- that are going to be the next wave of Minnesota Twins, and I think that's that's something that a number of our scouts spend all of their hours on the road driving long distances between states and games and uh, seeing a high school kid in, in the middle of nowhere uh, and trying to identify if that player is going to be a part of it for us. So, that part of it is just you that know, everyone gets a chance now to talk about those players and try and put our board together as best we can.
0: You have a room that is full of people with vast and varied experience as far as the draft is concerned. I don't know how many franchises could say they've had, what are you guys up to, about four different guys who have pulled the trigger in there between Sean Johnson, Darren, Mike Radcliffe's in that room, you and Thad, obviously extensive experience. Rob's in the room, extensive experience. That's a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different – uh... methodologies i mean there's a lot of minds in there It's impressive to me that all those minds can meet and egos all are left out in the hallway.
1: I think that's what's special about this group is is what you just said there at the end, that we all check ego at the door. What we're trying to do is find the best players for the Minnesota Twins. We don't care if they're from Southern California, the Northeast, the Northwest, or Florida. It doesn't matter to us. We're going to find the best players uh, throughout the course of this draft. But having the experience that you're talking about right there, guys who have been in that seat, a number of us there together having had some experience making some of these decisions it will only help. It will make us better when we make those decisions on draft day.
0: You have a couple guys in the room this year for the first time who are on the receiving end of a phone call on draft day from the Twins in years past. Tory's over there, Michael Kadiar, who will be in New York representing you tomorrow. What has their input been like in the room? because they do come at it from a very different perspective.
1: Yeah, and Latroy, too. We've had all the all three guys in our draft room, and not just this week leading up to it, but each of those guys have seen some of the players. They've met some of the guys that we're talking about in the draft. Uh, they've certainly watched a, a great deal of video and offered some perspective. I think where it's really been, you know, to pull back the curtain a bit, there have been those moments when we're talking about a development plan for a player and what we think we can do to make this player better, uh, because ultimately we know that every player in the draft isn't a finished product. And when you have – someone like Cuddy or, or Tory's experience on the hitting side and talking about development and what guys did that they played with or what they did when they were when they were in rookie ball or coming through the minor leagues, it helps you get a better full picture of what these players might be able to do along the way because you're getting first hand experience from guys who have been there.
0: That's the voice of Derek Falvey, Chief Baseball Officer. And, uh, again, the show is Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Big draft buildup draft starts tomorrow. And the Twins, of course, on the clock with the first pick. Something you just said, very interesting, and that is developmental plan. So it's easy from an outsider perspective, and I think everybody who plays fantasy, and any, they all want to be a GM. They all want to be the person who's picking the players. But you're not just looking at what they are now. You have to try to figure out what they can become. And are you saying that when you evaluate, let's say, player A, well, he throws like this, he runs like this, he hits like this. Here's how we're going to make him do this is that part of this process.
1: Absolutely, you have to have that conversation because we need to know. Right now, none of the players we'll select you know, in this draft are ready for the major leagues tomorrow. That, that That's just,
0: the only guarantee. That
1: <laughs> never happens, you know. And I, I shouldn't say never, but it you know, very, very rarely happens.
0: David Clyde's on line one. He wants
1: to be <laughs> so what we are what we are doing is trying to find a way to you know, me- measure what the player's current talent is and what his ability is, but also marry that up with a plan and what we're going to do moving forward to get him to where he needs to be at the major league level and i think knowing what the end should look like and talking about how we would go about that will help us make better decisions on the front end when we select
0: we we have to take a break before we do though i want to just finish up on this topic what you're talking about is marrying two elements of a baseball operation you've got your scouting and your drafting and then you've got your development and often Those two things don't always match up smoothly. So are you uh, taking the guys who are the foot soldiers on the ground, seeing everybody, talking with your development guys in the minor leagues, and then bringing all that info together? for all those guys on your board?
1: Well, what we have done uh, very purposefully since we got here, Thad and I have made it a point to align what we're doing on the on the development side and what we're doing on the scouting side. And I talked a, a number of weeks ago about a meeting we had in spring training when we were talking about all of these players for the draft with a number of our major league coaches in the room, with our minor league coaches in the room, and our coordinators and otherwise. So we are getting the perspectives of, you said, Tory and Cuddy and guys like LaTroy, but also marrying that up with all of our coaches to make sure that everything is seamless when we transition a player. That player should know exactly what the scout felt about him and what the next steps are in his plan the day he gets into our our academy down in Fort Myers.
0: All right, good stuff. Eric Falvey's our guest. Uh, If you want to weigh in, I believe you can uh, tweet at us at Twins Radio, and uh, we'll try to figure out uh, how to answer your questions that way. We're just getting started on Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond. Take a break on your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury, Derek Falvey, and one very dirty Trinity Bantams cap here in studio at Target Field. It's Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. On the side, I played golf in the corporate partner event right after you were hired. And a class of like sixty something bantam brought me that hat to give to you. My wife almost threw it away. You can see why. Uh, and, but you're saying that logo was after you left.
1: I, I think it was. This is this is uh, this is quite a hat, and it's it's <laughs> it's worn in. There's no question about that. But the same logo. Everything else is a little bit different.
0: All right. If that hat could talk, let's uh, let's get to it. Everyone wants to know who you're going to pick. You're not going to tell us. You may not know. I will ask you that part though. Do you guys know or are you still working it out
1: I, what we 've done you know through the course of this week and really leading up to it is try and dissect as many uh, potential Uh, pieces of information we have on any player we may select at this point um, going into the draft as possible and we're continuing to do that that won't change really that'll that'll happen right up until tomorrow Uh, until we're on the clock we don't have to make that decision so uh, we certainly have narrowed the field uh, and and have a good uh, collection of a a few players that that we have interest in at that selection Uh, we still are gathering every bit more information we can gather and and we'll do so in the next 24 hours
0: what are the rules on dialogue with advisors or with potential number one pick so you know will you sign for this won't you sign for that or uh, what what are you allowed to do what what do you kind of stay hands off with
1: yeah i think those conversations start to happen right before the draft it's that's just, just typical and like day the of, you of the mean, draft. Or, yep okay. yep i think those day of is when those conversations begin and and um you know it's it's something that we will we will approach thoughtfully you know and and make up uh we'll, we'll certainly have some idea of which players we like there but signability does come into it because you, as i've said all along we're looking to build the best draft class You know, not just I I recognize the focus on on pick one, no question. But I think we want to make sure that at 35 and 37 and 76 and so forth that we continue to add as many players as possible. Because when you look out on a big league field, there are a number of players from a a number of different rounds that are representing your club.
0: Nick Turley today starting. He was the third to last guy picked and glad never picked. and Ends up winning two World Series. Uh, We went through the number one, number ones. Uh, Just earlier this week, did a piece with Correa. Beckham was in town and with Joe. And there are guys on there that you've never heard of. And then there's guys who have gone on to great careers. The fact of the matter is it almost feels like in any draft, the best player that we talk about is probably not somebody we're talking about today. I mean, Mike Trout was the second outfielder picked by the angels not just by other teams
1: yeah i think that's right it, it, we all would uh i think in my seat and in our seats we'd all love it to be a little bit more predictable <laughs> than it is but the reality is it's uh, it, you know there's a number of years before these guys get to the major leagues and uh, that's where we have to try and put as much information as we can together to ensure we've got the right player we're betting on moving forward to develop
0: and you're talking about teenagers in many respects and Hunter green was here he's a name that obviously is going to dra- attract a lot of attention a remarkable young man uh Brendan McKay is another remarkable guy. He's going to the College World Series. Now, just to use those guys as an example, you could talk to Hunter in person here. You could work him out. Brendan's busy. He's pitching his team to the College World Series, so you don't have a chance to have that interaction right now, though I'm sure you've had a chance in the past. Does that affect – you, as a guy who wants all the information you can get, is that frustrating for you that you can't get access
1: to everybody? You know, I, I think in a perfect world, you'd have as much access <laughs> as possible. I recognize that uh, guys have, uh, particularly in the college ranks, have uh, bigger fish to fry right now and have a chance to win a World Series. So, uh, but I, I will say that in those two players' cases and in a number of others, our scouts have done an exceptional job of getting to know them, their families, the support system around them, uh, their mindset, their makeup, and otherwise. So we feel we have a, a depth of knowledge for each of these players that we're considering in this draft.
0: We've got another break to take. We'll take a break here. It's Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Derek Fowl, be kind enough to step out of the war room and join us. We'll talk more draft next on your home for Twins baseball. This is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Derek Fowl, be kind enough to join us here. Working our way towards the pregame lineup card and then Paul Molitor and company bidding for a sweep in San Francisco. This is obviously a draft-centric version of this show. There are certainly a a wide variety of topics we could cover. You talk about developmental plans and learning about the players. This year, like all years, but I'd say maybe it's a little more enhanced, the the idea of the two-way player. A guy like McKay who's a great college hitter and a a great pitcher. We've seen this before. Jeff Granger, Brooks Kieschnick, uh, Jason Jennings. When you look at a player, you always hear, and we even heard it back to the Aaron Hicks pick, do you want him as a pitcher, do you want him as a hitter? How much of that is what your scouts believe, but then do you also, does that have to line up with what the player wants to do? If you see a guy as a pitcher, but he sees himself as a hitter, is is that a red flag?
1: I think I think that's critical to to know what a player wants to do. As you know, Chris, getting through the minor leagues and getting to the big leagues is, is a challenge. And I think if a player isn't uh, committed to doing the work that it takes to do that, whether it's on the mound or in the batter's box and on the field, uh, because he's got in the back of his mind that he always wanted to do the other the other aspect of the, of the game, I think that makes it challenging. So we want to we want to know what a player deep down wants to do. I think this year it's become a little bit more of a story. Than maybe most years, although I would say that, as you just mentioned, every year there's a few guys that probably are, are legitimate professional prospects either way. Uh, we'll, we'll be thoughtful about that. We'll partner with the player on it. We certainly have our opinions in the room as to what you know, we think players are, uh, but we need to have that conversation with the player too.
0: What are those conversations like when you go visit a family? Uh, because uh, we were hearing the Scott Service story with Danny about Terry Ryan coming into his house, and then he doesn't sign, and then he has to you know, sheepishly go see Terry at a game in the minor leagues. Uh, it's like almost speed dating, right? I mean, because you're only proposing to one of these guys or two of these guys, but you're sitting in the family asking for a blessing of some sort is out. Uh, is is that awkward? Walk me through what that's like with the, with the families on a personal level.
1: Yeah, it, it's 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 tricky. I, I mean, we have 860 players on that board, and, and certainly we won't select all 860. You know, we'll have 40 rounds of players that we'll select, but we have to do the homework on each of the guys that that are on on the board. And our scouts do a tremendous job of, of getting in the home, you know, getting a chance to meet those parents, to know a little bit more about what drives this player, what support system is around the player. I think those are those are critical elements to the development because we know every player in our system is going to face adversity at some point they're going to struggle it's baseball that's it and so how are they going to be supported through that and the more we know about the environment that surrounds the player the better off we'll be for long-term development
0: is it dangerous and you've been doing this a long time to fall in love with players because i'm sure it happens for every scout i mean i'm sure there's a a long list of uh players they fell in love with who either they got or they didn't get an Always point
1: for. Yeah, we we talk about uh, we kick off our meetings a little bit with a presentation on cognitive bias you know, because <laughs> I think it's it's critical for us to recognize the o- our own biases and we all have them and I no have unicorn bias. <laughs> I Told right. you that just now. No matter how smart you are or you know or how uh, it doesn't matter. We we all have biases. So we want to make sure that when we go into that room, uh, we check our own lists at the door. We try and listen openly and there's strategies for how to go about doing that. We've employed a, a number of of those in the room the guys would joke about it but uh it's it's been fun it's been fun to really dig deep on these players and try and remove what we our preconceived notions about who they are when we walk in the room and get to know really who they are deep down
0: all uh, right you, you've peeled away you talk about peeling away layers leaving biases at the door um and, and collaboration all of these things are critical but at the end of the day you know like lbj said the buck has to stop somewhere and someone has to make a decision that may or may not be popular with everybody, it's certainly never going to be unanimous. I can't imagine that there's any chance you guys are unanimous in that room uh, on on who that pick is going to be. A, who, who does it come down to? Is it you? Is it Sean? And B, how are those final decisions eventually made? Because obviously everyone's voice is heard. Uh, but crowdsourcing only works so much, eventually only one voice can talk.
1: That's right. I think at the end, you know, we all we need to make a decision, and we have to pick a player. Right now, I can tell you that between Sean and me, Thad, guys like Mike Radcliffe, <clears throat> excuse me, and others, uh, we have a group that, is very clearly aligned on the decision-making process, and they're all they're all going to be supportive of ultimately which direction we go. We may not all be aligned on on who we want to select, but ultimately with Sean, with Thad, and with me, we'll come together and, and make a decision for the best decision for the twins.
0: Is, is it a situation where, let's say, there's five guys you're talking about where you can all look at it and say, "Hey, they're all five really good. We all like a lot about all of them. Just maybe each of us likes." one a little bit more than the other then? that
1: that's exactly what's happening i believe in our room right now we are we have a collection of players a small group of players that we like for different reasons and uh ultimately you know we'll know five six seven years down the line you know which which of the group was the best but uh, no matter what i think we are viewing a, this collection of players to be all very talented and all all great makeup guys who have a chance to impact us moving
0: forward. so you're, you're not drafting a no-talent guy with bad makeup. Is that, is that what we're hearing? You can count on that. Okay, you can count on that. We're breaking a story. We'll take our final break. This is Inside Twins. We're back in a moment on your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury, Derek Falvey from our network headquarters here at Target Field. In a couple of minutes, Derek's going to head back across the way as they wrap up their uh, the War Room meetings here, the draft, uh, tomorrow, as the uh, Minnesota Twins will pick first, and then they are uh, like thirty. 5th and 37th, I believe, to get things underway. Uh, Quick question. A lot of weird things come up in the draft. The Oregon State situation... Is that unprecedented to you in terms of the timing of it and and, and where that information kind of came out of seemingly nowhere?
1: Yeah, uh, certainly something that, uh, you know, a very serious situation uh, and something that, um, as you said, with the information that came out so late, you know, such a uh, unique story and I hope something we you know, never have to deal with again. Yeah. And I, I feel uh, most, first most importantly for the families involved in that. And, uh, you know, I just wish a lot of people the best in that.
0: Yeah, that one, that was a blindside of a lot of yeah. folks, I think, at a lot of different levels. Uh, you mentioned you're going to head back across across the way. Will you guys be locked up in there right up until draft tomorrow, or or are you closing in? Are you at a certain point of the process where you're ready to wrap it up?
1: I, I think we're at a point where uh, at the back end of today, you know, we'll, we'll wind down. We have some picks generally put in place, or sorry, uh, areas of the board put in place for days two and three. Uh, ultimately, what will happen is after day one, when you get through 36 picks, that will end, and uh, we'll, some players will have been off the board, will reconfigure a little bit, then you'll have day two, which we're set up for at the back end of day two, we still have to prepare for day three. And so then it gets really crazy. And then it gets a little crazy. So we want to make sure that uh, we're prepared for each phase of this over the next two days.
0: we got about a minute left. Is it fair that that last day, as you get into the, the later rounds, now you're looking more at, oh, we need to fill out a roster in Elizabeth and we need to figure out some positions more so than up top?
1: There, definitely that. I think as you get back toward the end of the draft. But as you let off this uh, this this show with, I think there are big leaguers on the back end of the draft. Even the, even the third pick <laughs> from the end of the draft. So yeah. we want to make sure that we stay locked in and focused on trying to get the best, best players we can get late in that draft, too.
0: You guys have talked a lot about getting players from all conceivable ways. Will there be guys who don't get drafted that you keep your eye on and contact – Free agent wise?
1: Definitely. I think if there are still guys that fit for us, we will find ways to add them to the organization.
0: Can't get enough good players, right?
1: Absolutely right.
0: All right, get back in there before they lock you out of the room. We appreciate it. Last chance here at 15 seconds. You want to tell anybody who you're picking?
1: <laughs> Tune in tomorrow night. There's a show for it. Oh, there you have it. There's a
0: show for it, man. He's already he's a TV guy. You know it's a radio show, but he's a TV guy. Derek, thank you. That's really some uh some great insight into the All process, right. and it should be fun. We'll see what happens over the next couple of days.
1: Thanks, Chris. Appreciate
0: it. All right, Derek Valvey in studio, it's inside twins. It's brought to you by Continental Diamond home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Now, the Twins are outside of Target Field. We're going to kick off our pregame lineup card in just a couple of minutes, and then it's baseball coming up at, uh, at you from San Francisco. Twins taking on the Giants, trying to go 7-3 and three on the road trip, looking for their fourth sweep of the year and looking for their 21st win away from Target Field this year, a remarkable uh, road record thus far for Minnesota. And Nick Turley is on the mound to make his never-to-be-forgotten Major League debut. That's coming up next. Stick with us right here on your home for Twins Baseball.